very good morning to all of us here. Would you turn to a friend and say good morning to you as well? Wow. Good morning, I'm Pastor Victor. And it's good. <laughs> I know Pastor Larry is very excited. But I'm Pastor Victor. <laughs> good morning and it's an honour to share the Word of God with all of you here. Uh, today's sermon will be a little bit different. We will have different segments of worship, different segments of engaging with the Word. And, and you know, as we come together to worship God and to engage the Word, let it be an experience. Not, not a, a feel-good experience, but an experience of who God is in our lives. Amen. A little short introduction about myself. Well, I grew up in a Christian family. <clears throat> I'm a fourth-generation Christian. And I do thank God for such a rich her uh, spiritual heritage. However, I know that my spiritual heritage counts for nothing if I do not have my own personal encounter with God. Can somebody say amen? I know that coming to church doesn't make me a Christian. Even if I'm immersed in a Christian environment, me walking out here doesn't make me a Christian. But I need to have that personal relationship and I need to make a choice to follow Jesus. And I made that decision when I was 13 years old in a youth camp. And that was really the best decision I've ever, ever made. Well, here's a picture of my family. And uh, I'm blessed with two children. I'm married to one wife. And my wife is Shui. My daughter is Raina. My little son is Isaac. And uh, they are 10 years apart, by the way. 10 years apart. Isaac was born in February of 2020. Just before COVID hit our nation. And I tell you, the kind of stress that we went through, it was tremendous as well. You know, having one child for 10 years, right, is, after a while, it becomes normal. But when a new baby comes along after 10 years, that becomes a new normal. When you thought all that you know about children and all you know about babies, 10 years later, when a baby comes out and you're like, what do I do with this one? It becomes a new normal once again. And speaking about new normal, the title for today is Together Towards a New Normal. Well, the big idea is God is to be praised for who He is and what He has done. God is to be praised for who He is and what He has done. We've been on the sermon series on Exodus, Breaking the Circuit, and last weekend, we saw how God delivered the Israelites from the Egyptian army through the Red Sea. It was a significant moment for the Israelites because they grew up in, East, in Egypt thinking of themselves as slaves. And when they saw the Egyptian army perish at the Red Sea, it brought about a new normal for them. You must understand their whole world changed that very moment. Now they are totally free. They could live their own lives as how God wanted them to be. They experienced a new normal that very moment. And so the narrative now brings us to Exodus chapter 15. This chapter is recognized as one of the oldest poetic passages in, in Scripture. It has been called a poem a hymn, a victory song, a song of triumph, a liturgy, a historical psalm. But really, 
It is a song of praise of Moses. It is a song of praise of Moses. Not a song of the sea, but it is a song at the sea. It is a song at the sea. And the object of his praise and his content is Yahweh and his great deliverance of his people and the destruction of Egypt, the enemies of his people. Yahweh showed himself as the divine warrior, winning this holy war against Pharaoh on behalf of his people. Well, Exodus chapter 15 is a very long passage. Do take time this week to read and to glean how this song of Moses described Yahweh, His nature and His faithfulness to His people. So, this whole week, just read through Exodus chapter 15. And I'll extract key verses as we go along in this sermon, alright? So, point number one, worship God for who He is. Worship God for who He is. When Moses wrote this song, it was clear that this song was to declare Yahweh's victory over His enemies at the sea. Uh, at, at the Red Sea. If you look deeper into the text, Moses credited the victory to Yahweh and His nature. Moses was worshipping God, was, he was worshipping Yahweh for who he was to the Israelites. Moses specifically pointed them out through these verses. And let me read out some of these verses that talks about Yahweh's nature. In verse 2, it says here, the Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. He is my God and I will praise Him. My Father's God and I will exalt Him. The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is His name. And in verse 6, it says, Your right hand, Lord, was majestic in power. Your right hand, Lord, shattered the enemy. In the greatness of Your majesty, you threw down those who opposed you. You unleashed your burning anger. It consumed them like stubble. Verse 11. Who among the gods is like you, Lord? He's the Elohim of Elohim. Who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in glory, working wonders. Moses acknowledged that the victory was possible only because Yahweh himself involved was involved in the life of his people. Yahweh showed that he is powerful, he is great, strong, and majestic. And that was the nature of who Yahweh was. There will be no victory without the God who fought on their behalf. Can somebody say amen? That is why Moses made a choice to worship Yahweh for who he is more than the victory. Let me say that again. Moses made a choice to worship Yahweh for who He is more than the victory. The focus and object of worship was Yahweh. Look at how Moses chose to worship through the singing, praising and exalting of Yahweh from the onset of this song. Alright? Let's have a look. How Moses chose to worship. In verse 1, it says, Then Moses and the Israelites sang this song to the Lord. I will sing. Everybody say, I will sing. I will sing to the Lord for He is greatly exalted. Both horse and driver, He has hurled into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. He is my God and I will praise. Everybody say, I will praise. 
my father's, I'll praise him, my father's God, and I will exalt. Everybody say, I will exalt. I will exalt him. Moses declared, I will, I will, I will. It was a resolute decision. It was a choice. He wanted to worship. Worship begins with a choice within us to sing, to praise, and to exalt God. Now, how does this apply to us today? today? Well, number one, choose to worship God over our circumstances. Choose to worship God over our circumstances. Moses described the mighty acts of God, but his focus was on worshipping God, as we shared that. When we worship God with songs of victory, we must remember who the object of our worship is. Amen? It must be God and not our victories. When we worship our victories, when we worship our victories, we tend to give a lot of attention to the victory rather than to God. We will then revel in the success more than the God who brought us the success. And sometimes it's so dangerous, so dangerous for us to focus upon the victories, upon the successes. You know why? Because then we begin to look at ourselves. We begin to look at ourselves and say, oh, not bad, I did it. Not bad. I managed to get this through. I managed, I managed to do this. I managed to do that. And then we begin to worship in a wrong way. Our focus of worship changed. And we do not credit God for who He really is in our success and our victories. Amen. In today's understanding from the Cambridge Dictionary, one of the meanings of worship is to give a lot of love or admiration, or I'll call it attention, for a particular thing or a person, often when this is considered too much. It's like, wow, you give so much love and affection. Too much. Too much of love and affection. Sometimes our children can be our object of worship. Sometimes our career can be our object of worship. And maybe what is one thing that Singaporeans love to do that we often do too much? Anyone? Eating. <laughs> well, there's a, yeah, food is one thing, but the other thing is complaining. Right? We love to complain as Singaporeans. When restrictions are tightened, we complain. When restrictions are loosened, we also complain. What are we giving attention to? Every time when we complain about something, every time when we just, you know, focus our energy and every moment, every time uh, uh, we can put post something on Facebook just to complain about something, we'll complain about something. What are you giving attention to? That which you love to give your attention to is what you're worshipping. So who are we really worshipping in our daily life? In our daily life, how much attention are we giving to the things of this world? Or are we giving our attention to God and involving God in those situations? Every day of our lives, we are giving attention to, to something or someone without us realizing it. It could be a, some of the Korean pop stars too, you know. We could be giving so much time and energy to a particular situation that we worship that situation. What is something that is... that is captivating you today? Is it your work? Is it your family issues? To get our focus right, we must learn to choose to worship God in those circumstances of our lives. 
in every circumstance. In Hebrew, worship means to give reverence. Give reverence to God as your focus. And when, we, when a situation arises, let there be a worship song that will also arise, that will bubble up in your heart. Let a worship song bubble up in your heart more than the complaints, more than the worries of this world. Let worship arise from your heart. Maybe your new normal is one of worry and complaining. Let's have a new normal today. Can we do that? Let's have a new normal of worship, of worshipping who God is in our life instead of worrying and complaining. When we choose to worship God, we choose to acknowledge Him. Next, we must also know what songs to sing. We must know what songs to sing. But you say, Pastor, every worship song is about God, right? Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Well, we must choose songs that describe, that describes God's nature. We need to sing songs that describes God's nature. Songs that talk about God's greatness, power and majesty. The more we know His nature, the less we will doubt His ability. I say that again. The more we know His nature, the less we will doubt His ability. When you go through a situation, you will not doubt God if you know His nature. You know He's going to save you. He's, you know He's going to deliver you. You know He's going to provide for you. And sometimes, you know, we, we get into songs we get into some songs that gives us this pity party feel. Sometimes we like that. And we sing a song and then we cry, cry, cry so much. But I, I wonder, you know, are you moved by that emotion? Or are you moved by who God is? If you understand what I'm trying to say. Are we just wallowing in our pity party? Or are we saying, God, you are God in my situation. You are my provider, my deliverer in my situation. You know, worship songs are not for us to feel good. Let me say this, worship songs is not for us to feel good. And I want you to know, worship is for God alone. So turn to a friend and say, worship is not for you. Come on, louder. Turn to a friend and say, worship is not for you. It's not for you to feel good. I'm sorry. Worship is for God. If you want the worship to make you feel good, you are telling God, I'm God. That's dangerous. Worship is not for you. Worship is for God. The reason we feel good is because when we worship, God comes and dwells with us. What you are experiencing is God's presence. Don't mistake God's presence with a worship song. Don't mistake His presence for a worship song. And at the end of the day, sometimes, can I bring some correction here? Sometimes we come into a worship hall and say, oh man, the worship team, uh, why they sing this song? I don't like this song. Wait, it's a song for you or is it for God? You're laughing. You know what I mean. Ayo, this singer, why this worship team? Ayo, why this drummer? Why this basis? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying uh, nothing against you all. <laughs> right? Isn't it true? Sometimes when we come in and we say, oh yeah, why this song? I don't like this song. I like hymns. Hymns are very theological. <laughs> nothing wrong with hymns, okay? So don't, don't get me wrong. But what is worship songs all about? It's for God. It's not for us. So we need to change the way we think. Amen? Can I hear a big amen? 
So when we come into the worship hall, those of you online as well, whatever song that comes up, just worship God. Just worship God. It's for Him. It's not for us. Worship songs teaches us theology. It teaches theology and what we sing is what we will believe in. What we sing will shape our understanding of who God is. We saw how Moses declared Yahweh's nature through the song. Today, let's declare His nature. Let's declare who God is as we make a choice to praise and worship God over our circumstances. Amen. Let's declare this song. How great is our God. Come on, let's stand together. Sing with me. How great is our God. And all will see how great, how great is our God. Come on, declare it again. How great is our God. Sing with me. Nature, declare who he is.
worship a worship song but we worship you as our God and we thank you God that you are always involved in our lives in those situations that we are facing God you are always there and you have always been there and we thank you for it and so Lord even as we sang this song it's for you it's our hearts cry to say God we love you so much and so all across this place I want you to begin to just give God your own praise. I'm giving you one minute. Just give God your own praise. Come on, you don't need a song to worship Him. Just give God your own praise. Just speak to God in your own ways. Praise Him in your own way. Come on, in your own ways. Praise Him in your own ways. God, you are great. God, you are powerful. God, you are over, overcoming all my difficulties. God, you are the overcomer. You are the promise keeper. God, you are the strength. You are, you are my strong tower. God, I need you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. We praise you, God, because of who you are. No one else compares with you. There is none like you. There is none like you because of who you are. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Oh, we love you, Jesus. So we worship God. We worship God for who He is. Amen. You may be seated for a short while. We worship Him for who He is. Point one. Point two. Worship God for what He has done. Worship God for what He has done. Moses was very intentional to remind the Israelites about what God had done and he deserves their praise and worship. I'm going to read from verse 4 all the way to verse 10. Okay, I'm going to try to read it a little faster. So catch up with me. Pharaoh's chariots and his army he has hurled into the sea. Now Moses is describing what happened. The best of Pharaoh's officers were drowned in the Red Sea. The deep waters have covered them. They sank to the depths like a stone. Your right hand, Lord, was majestic in power. Your right hand, Lord, shattered the enemy. In the greatness of your majesty, you threw down those who opposed you. You unleashed your burning anger. It consumed them like stubble. By the blast of your nostrils. Wow, this is so descriptive, right? By the blast of your nostrils, the waters piled up. 
the, wa- the surging waters stood up like a wall. The deep waters congealed in the heart of the sea. The enemy boasted. Now he's trying to mock at the enemy. The enemy boasted, I will pursue. I will overtake them. I will divide the spoils. I will gorge myself on them. I will draw my sword and I, my hand will destroy them. Now Moses said, But you, God, you blew with your breath and the sea covered them. They sank like lead in the mighty waters. This song describes what Yahweh had done to deliver the Israelites. The, can, the content of this song was etched into the Bible to remind us that what God has done truly deserves our worship. Throughout this entire song, I see two major areas that God has done that deserves our worship. Firstly, God is our deliverer. God is our deliverer. Yahweh is described as a warrior in verse 3. But more than that, Yahweh, like I said, involved himself in that fight. And I want you to know, church, God is always there in your fight. You may not see it, you may not feel it, you know the song, but He is already working. He's involved in your fight. Those of you online, I want you to know, God is there even where you are and God is fighting the battles for you. Yahweh delivered the Israelites, won the battle, created a mighty miracle to crush the Egyptian army. This song reminds the Israelites for generations and generations and generations of Yahweh's personal involvement to save them from certain death. Yahweh's victory at the sea also demonstrated His power over nature. Yahweh is not just powerful to handle your circumstances in life. He is more than powerful, more than mighty to even handle the forces of nature. Nothing could stop Yahweh from saving His people. God deserves our worship because He's our deliverer. And the second area is this. God is also our promise keeper. God is our promise keeper. And I love what verse 13 says. In your unfailing love, you will lead your people. In your unfailing love, you will lead your people you have redeemed. And I like the next uh, uh, portion of the verse. It says, in your strength, you will guide them to your holy dwelling. This is a very powerful verse, my friends. This verse was so meaningful to the Israelites because it reminded the Israelites that Yahweh was faithful to them. Yahweh remembered the covenant that He made with Abraham that they will be a great nation. If Yahweh didn't save them, then Yahweh would have broken this covenant and that would have been a contradiction of His word. Because of what Yahweh did in delivering the Israelites from certain death, many, many years later, we all know the Israelites did enter the land that He promised them. Yahweh is a promise keeper. And I want you to know, my friends, Yahweh is your promise keeper. Our God is a promise keeper. If you are feeling in the pits right now, I want you to really think about this. When the Israelites were in the pits right at the Red Sea, because they had to walk through land, right? The waters parted. They were right at the bottom of the ocean. They were right at the bottom of it. But I want you to know, right at the pits, that's where the greatest miracle happened. 
So wherever you are, if you're in the pits right now, get ready because God is going to do a great miracle for you. That is the place where you will see your greatest miracle. Can somebody say a big amen? God is a promise keeper. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And even today, His faithfulness over your life has never changed. God's promise over you and your family is still secure. And I want to assure you that not by my words, but by who Yahweh is. The nature of who Yahweh is. Our God. Amen. You know, songs have a way to remind us of what God has done for us in the past. And I will always, always remember this old song called Jesus, We Celebrate Your Victory. How many of you know this song? You know, you just wave your hands. Jesus, we celebrate your victory. We're not going to sing this song today, but if you know this song, you're really dated. <laughs> because this song was in the 1990s. And in 1998, okay, I'm dating myself too, okay? I'm dating myself. In 1998, I was going through my tertiary studies in design school. I was in a design school and I was studying multimedia. Uh, I was studying film and uh, videography. It was a course that I truly, truly, truly loved. I was really praying I can get into it. I, I, I was saying, please, I must get into it. And really, God was so good to me. He managed to let me get into that course. Now, to get into that course, you must understand in those days, you must have a certain grade and you must be like, not bad one now. And I tell you, it was really a miracle that I got good grades. Trust me, I'm not the study type. And I had good grades and it was a miracle. I credit that to God, not to my wisdom. However, there was a problem. In the middle of my course, my family went through a financial crisis. We had no funds to pay. Uh, well, I was uh, sad. I was really down. I was going through personal turmoil and uh, things happen in the family I won't go into all those but being an introvert I didn't share with people what I was going through so I just shared with my cell leader and I talked to God I just spoke to God and surrendered to Him all my disappointments my frustrations I tell honestly at that very moment I felt wow God you gave me this then now you got to take it away you know that kind of feeling I felt so defeated so lost. Lies from the enemy came flooding into my mind and, and it was like, maybe you're not destined to have this actually. Lah, you know, it's just a foretaste but you're not supposed to have it. Lah, that kind of thing. <laughs> However, my cell leader knew what I was going through. Spoke to my pastors in those days without me knowing. You know, I was so angry. But anyway, uh, anyway, immediately they activated. They activated a Love Singapore fund to help me pay for my studies. I didn't know that. And I remember going into the office to collect the check and overwhelmed by God's goodness. God's goodness and faithfulness. I never knew that God would provide in such a way. God remembered me. God provided for me. God reminded me that He will never forget me. When I took my seat in the worship service, so I took the check then I went to the worship service. And I remember I was sitting on the, uh, your right hand side. I was sitting at the second row. I remember I was sitting at the second row. I took my seat at the service hall and the first song the worship leader was singing is, Jesus, we celebrate your victory. That moment as I sang the first few lines, wow, 
I started bawling, you know. Tears were just coming down like a running tap. And, peep, and it was a fast song. It's not like some pity party song, right? It's a fast song. And people were thinking, this guy really got problem. He needs counselling. He's crying at a fast song. The worship leader must have sang really bad. But I was reminded of what God did for me at that moment. And I was so overwhelmed by what God did. This song always reminds me of what God did to help me continue my studies. <clears throat> I graduated from this uh, course, film, videography, and, and to be honest with you, I knew what God wanted to do. God did it because He wanted me to serve Him. After this course, I learned so much about videography, about uh, 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 film and stuff like that. God gave me the opportunity to even do many, many theatre productions. I counted last year because, uh, this year I counted because I had to write my resume. First time I had to write my resume. I counted it and I got shocked in my life. Wow, I did 19 theatre productions in, in the past 10 years. And that's really because God prepared me for something that I never knew I would do. God is a promise keeper. If God can do it for me, my friends, God can do it for you. God can do it for you because He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Can I hear a loud amen? To add to this testimony, I never used the money from Love Singapore because God provided from another source. And I still remember I had the joy of tearing up that check. I tore that check and I said, yes, God, you are faithful and you are a good God. In conclusion, the Israelites went through a very dark episode. Very dark episode. But they emerged together towards a new normal. They walked out of the Red Sea with a song of victory because God was with them. And they sang the song of what God had done for them. Well, we too had our own dark episode last year, remember? When COVID hit us. But guess what? We too emerged together towards a new normal. And I want you to know, where we are today, it's a testament of God's faithfulness. Can somebody say a big amen? Can we give God a big clap offering? It's His faithfulness over us. God reminded me last year that amidst darkness, He was still good. That never changed. My theme song last year was this song called You Have Been Good. You might be going through a very dark moment today. A family situation, a work situation, financial situation, Whatever it may be, I want you to know that God is still your promise keeper. Whatever you are facing today, let's worship God for who He is and what He has done in the past. Look into the past and you will see His hand upon your life. And you can trust in this God that we worship. Amen. Let's all worship God together with this song. All my life you have been faithful. Let's stand together. And all my life you have been so, so good With every breath that I am able I will, I will sing Of the goodness of God All my life, come on And all my life you have been faithful All my life, all my life 
you to know that in the midst of the darkness, there was this song that kept ringing through my mind. It is a song that maybe you don't really sing, but I know this song very well. And it says, you have been good. God is a good God. Can somebody say a big amen? God is a good God. So we're going to sing this chorus. It's a very simple chorus, but as you sing it, just remember that he has, he has been so good to us. He will continue to be good. Amen. You have been good. You have been good. And I am in one. 
have been so focused on worry that we forgot to worship God for who He is. We've been so bogged up with the things of this world, we forgot to worship God. Today, can we make a daily commitment that we will worship? We will worship God for who He is. If that's you, you know, just raise your hands and say, I will make the daily commitment to worship God. Yes, so many hands. So many hands. Some of us are down and out at this moment and you wonder if God still remembers you. Yes, He does. Because God has never changed. Sometimes we just need to look back at what God has done for us in the past to remind ourselves that God's goodness is still with us. If you and I can stand here today, it means that God is still faithful. Amen. Maybe some of us here have walked away from God due to whatever reasons. And you are standing here in this place, online. You are listening in. But God is reminding you that His goodness and His love over you 
has never ceased. You are still His precious child. You still matter to Him. All it takes is just that one step back to God to receive His love once again. Every head bow, every eye closed in this place. Those of you online, if you want to respond, put it in the chat group. Every head bow, every eye closed. If you are saying to me, Pastor Victor, I want to come back to this call that I once knew. I want to come back to my first love once again. I've moved away from God this past few years, especially in COVID. But I want to come back to God right now. If that's you, just raise, wave your hands at me so that I can see you, so that I can pray with you. There's no shame. Yes, I see the hand. There's no shame. There's no shame. Yes, I see the hand. I see the hand. I see the hand. So many hands. God is good. We'll pray for you later as we pray the sinner's prayer together. One last group. You've never made Jesus, you've never made God your personal God. You've never given your life to God and you have sensed God's presence in this place and even online. God is not restricted to a, a building. God is there with you for those of you online. Friends, God is here. It's not by accident that you're here in this service or online. God is reaching out to you. If you do not know who God is, who Jesus that we talk, that we're talking about today, today God is reaching out to you and He wants to have that relationship with you. If you would like to know and accept this God who we call Jesus, every head bow, every eye closed right now, I would like you to just raise your hand so that I can say a prayer with you. So I can say a prayer with you. Anybody here? Those of you online, just put it in the chat. Anyone? Yesterday at Next Gen Service, people gave their lives to Jesus. Today, it's your chance. If you have never known Jesus and you want to make Jesus your Lord and Savior, just raise your hands at me. Anyone here? Last few seconds. Anyone here? Shut up. If not, let's all say this prayer together for those of us who want to come back to know Jesus. Let's say this prayer together. Dear Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying on a cross for me. I'm so sorry for all the things I've done. Things that I've hurt you with. But today, I receive you. Please forgive me of my sins. And come into my life. And be the Lord and Savior of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Can we give God a big hand? Amen. As I hand this time over to Pastor Larry, let's declare. You have been good. You have been good. And I am in, and I am in wonder. How could it be? You have been good. Oh, you've been so good. In so many ways. You've been good to me. Hallelujah. Come on, just worship the Lord. God is a good God. God is faithful. He is good not yesterday, today, but in the future. Hallelujah. You have been good. You've been so good. So many ways. Sing it 
Come on, invite all of us to lift up our hands. Make this a declaration. You have been good. Lord, you have been good. Jesus, you have been so good. church we can do better than that come on your time god is good god is good god is good hallelujah we worship you lord we love you we love you lord hallelujah how many have been blessed this morning you know this morning as you walk out of this place i just want to encourage us worship more and worry less Let's do it. Let's try to do it. Let's say it one more time together. Worship more and worship and worry really less. Because I know it's not going to be easy. And so all of us is, oh, I'm going to drop my worry. But I believe God is going to lead us and is going to direct us. And I want to be reminded again and again. When he says God is good, believe with all of your heart. Especially you're going through very challenging moments, times like this, whereby he says, God, what is happening? Remember. God is good. Can you hear loud? Amen. If you believe that God is good, even right now, would you give the Lord a big praise offering? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, before I close the benediction, let me uh, make an apology. <laughs> let me apologize uh, to Pastor Victor Toh that I, I gave him a surprise. I also do not want to shock, uh, I did not give a shock to my fellow, another good pastor, Pastor Peter. <laughs> Uh, so thank you so much I believe you've been blessed by the ministry of the word and like what Pastor Victor shared with us let's renew that worship with God and I believe some of us has lost it especially if we have been, walk, no, have been walking in the Lord and somehow or other we think worship is just a song worship has become a religion no, no, worship has to be part of a life of believer can you hear our amen? it must be a song that comes that God will birth in us to, to be released we don't have to wait for good music because God is looking for worship. But how many worshippers do we have this morning here? Amen. Come on, shall we give the Lord a big, big praise offering? Yeah. The worshippers are here. Are you a worshipper? Do you type the word you're a worshipper? Amen. And we shall lift our hands and let's pray and let's release God's presence to go with us. Father, we thank you for a powerful word. Thank you for this worship experience. Lord, we do not just want an experience. We want a daily encounter with you. And I pray that all that what has started through the ministry of through Pastor Victor this morning, that God, that you will be careful to make time to worship you in spirit and in truth. Father, we want to be true worshippers of Lord Jesus Christ. We do not want to give you lip service, but God, let our lives be a life of worship unto you. And we thank you, Lord, for a powerful time. The preaching of your word, the ministry of that worship. And I pray as we go, we go with your presence. And now may the love of God, who is our promise keeper, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, who is our promise keeper, and the abiding presence of the Holy Spirit, who is the provider of our strength, 
of the grace that we need. Abide in you both now and forevermore. Amen and amen. Come on, shall we give the Lord a big praise offering? Hallelujah, hallelujah.